I'm Kier from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows in the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 222 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we talk to all the people who are considering starting a podcast to get them through the current COVID-19 self-isolation. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we talk about there being a new exciting update from Road on the Roadcaster Pro. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we take listener feedback, including advice that podcasters have for all the folks jumping into podcasting right now. Lauren, go ahead and jump into the intro right now. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting. This is episode 222. I am Stephen John Drew and I am pleased to say that SP is here without beard. Yes, yes. In addition to it just being that time of year where the beard comes off, it's roughly one October through one April, and this is a day before one April, so it's off. In addition to that, I shaved my beard off in solidarity for all the people working in hospitals and emergency rooms, which cannot have facial hair right now because it doesn't seal the mask just right. You see a bunch of pictures of guys that had these glorious beards on, and they had to shave it off in order to fit within those masks and personal protection equipment. So good on you guys, and I'm there right with you. This week, we have a bit of a fun episode um, that we want to do because it is an interesting time for lots of people right now. If you're listening to this in the future, we're recording this in March of 2020. Uh, You may have heard of 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic. And so we've got an episode tailored towards people jumping in, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But Before we get there, I just want to highlight that at the top of the show, we like to insert a how I save my podcast story. So if you've had something go wrong with your podcast and you fixed it, please send us a video clip or an audio clip. If you want to just send us an email, that's fine as well. And we can share that in the future on how you save your podcast. The intention being, let's support everybody out here. Let's help everybody understand that things go wrong with your podcast and you can fix it. You'll get through it. Just be a little creative. And I know SP, he is one of the most creative people with fixing podcasts because he has to fix my podcast every single week by firing me. I just fixed Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, by the way, too. And we recorded Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode number 325. Haley's computer just died and we decided to go without her. I had two other co-hosts. I mean, I wanted her back, but... If she's not going to have a computer that can actually record, then you, sometimes the show must go on. I have been there, and I think uh, I think we actually had to do an episode of the official Gunna Geek show once where you had something happen with your internet, and we had to go without you. I think that was what it was. It was fading in and out. Maybe it was somebody else, but I, I, I want to say there was one episode as well. It was probably me. <laughs> I, I, I understand my internet issues, and it has nothing to do with me anymore. It's just the... I'm 
I've got the best internet that I could have right now, and it's disappointing. The long story short is SP has basically cursed out every single internet company. So we've had to actually run him a direct line from my house over. So he kind of siphons Canadian internet. That's what it is. Yeah, we had Forrest Gump take the, the line and just kept on running with it the entire time. It was really heavy to start out with, too. And he just got lighter as he went along. <laughs> so anyway, send your How I Save My Podcast story to us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, for those of you that are listening to this later, we are recording this in March of 2020 when the world has been drastically affected by COVID-19. There are people hunkered down in their houses and they've got a lot of time on their hands. People who were just a few weeks ago out running with running groups are now spending endless amount of times on their living room couch. With people being at home looking for ways to entertain themselves, we've seen a lot of people turn towards podcasting and starting a podcast to fill some of that time. After all, they do have a ton of free time, so why not try something new? But here's the thing. While in the past, we've talked a lot about different recommendations we have for starting a podcast, right now we think things are a little bit different with podcasting endeavors if you are looking to start a podcast to entertain yourself right now. For example, some people that are looking to start podcasting right now are looking to do so right now, not a few months from now. They want to entertain themselves right now. As well, other people who might start a podcast and look to all of the different resources that they have for equipment and other things might not have that same access to resources right now. They may be very limited with what they can do and what they have access to to start their podcast. And today we want to talk to these people, talk about starting a podcast under right now, today's con conditions, essentially doing it as sort of a short release tool for keeping yourself occupied while you are hunkered at, down at home during the pandemic. And we want to talk about some of the things that we think you could probably do a little differently compared to all of the other recommendations that we've given in the past. And as well, some of the considerations and cautions that we think are still applicable and some of the things that we've talked about before that we think are still applicable. And SP, I'll turn it over to you here to kick us all off with some of the considerations and the cautions. After all, I know that your middle name is Caution. No, it's no, it's not, no that's no. not my middle oh, name okay. at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, my middle <laughs> name might be the opposite of Caution. Anyway, first, let's talk about the fact that podcasting is going to take a lot of time. Even if you have decided not to put in a lot of effort into your podcast, there's still going to be a lot of steps involved with podcasting. At the bare minimum, you have to set up the podcast, both technically and conceptually. You got to record the podcast. You got to produce the podcast, even if it's simply converting to a release format. You have to release the podcast. And most importantly, you got to promote the podcast. So. The extent of all this will vary on how much time you place in each of those steps. For example, if you edit your podcast, that's going to take a lot of time, especially if you're not used to it. We've actually gotten a lot of questions from people recently on what DAW do you use? What DAW do you edit in? Where do you edit your podcast? That sort of thing. So I know people are approaching this for the first time. 
If you spend a lot of time preparing for your episode, that'll add time, but it's going to make for a better episode in the end. I would heartily recommend that you spend a lot of time preparing for your episode that you're recording, right, Stephen? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Even if you decide that you're not going to, you're going to go against that advice and you're going to cut all the corners. Well, there's still a lot of different steps involved in this process. But in today's conditions, one of the biggest changes to this whole consideration here is the fact that you have more time right now. We are big advocates of asking yourself how you're going to make the time to podcast if you're thinking about starting a podcast. But the thing is, many people right now have had their schedules come completely clean. They no longer are going to the gym. They no longer have to take their kids to different activities. They are literally sitting at home thinking about all of the ways that they are going to get in and out of the grocery store really quick the next time they go out. So you now have a full schedule of availability. And this is something that we think is worth noting right now because usually you're trying to figure out how to fit that in. But now you're trying to figure out what you can do to fill the time. It's the opposite. But we do want to mention right now on these same lines that there is still mental fatigue involved. And it's a consideration when you are thinking about time because podcasting can be very draining during a normal time. But right now, people are mentally taxed because of the COVID-19 situation. And so you might find, even though your schedule technically is free, it might not feel free because of this mental fatigue. So we think it is worth considering just because you have a full schedule doesn't mean that you your body's really operating in the same efficiency that it was before. So we did want to mention that right now. Another important consideration that we think you should have is whether or not you want to consider podcasting when life starts to return back to normal. Depending on how you answer this question will have an impact on how many other things that we're going to talk about in this episode. If you're looking to only do podcasting as a relief project during today's crisis, during your stay-at-home orders, then some of the decisions you'll make will be quite different than if you're going to keep going afterwards. And if you're going to keep going afterwards, then you'll want to put a little more focus on the traditional decision processes and considerations. And Stephen and I were talking before this episode, and we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we're still advocating everything that we talked about in the previous 221 episodes is that just right now for a brief period of time, things have changed in the world and we're going to recognize it with the rest of the podcast. Of course, another big consideration that you should have and arguably the biggest is what your show is going to be about. We could do an entire episode about this. Matter of fact, we did. It's episode one of Better Podcasting. Now, it's important that you pick a topic that is near and dear to your heart so that you can motivate yourself to create content that you are passionate about. However, we think that there is a very unique consideration that you should have in today's environment. If you're thinking that you want to do just the podcast during your time at home, then you should pick a topic that you think will be a good short-term project. For example, consider some of the things that might go into a short-run podcast, something with a definite endpoint. And for more short-run podcast tips, check out episode number 195. 
But if you're considering doing a longer term run and you're just starting the podcast now, you're taking advantage of the time to actually start a podcast, which you have thought that you were going to do for a while now. We think that with all the time at home, you'll have a real good opportunity to refine your craft more than somebody usually would when they're launching a podcast. We'd recommend that you follow our usual recommendations, but take the extra time to prepare yourself better. For example, perhaps you have more time to do some test episodes, try out different themes online, and find one that really fits well for you and your show. You may not be releasing that content, say one to five episodes, but at least you're entertaining yourself right now and you're making your craft better for when you eventually do start releasing the show. Another thing that we think is important to consider right now is that podcast consumption is down. We've talked about in the past how the reality is that drawing a podcast to your audience is an uphill battle. It can be really tough to do to build that audience with your podcast. But the thing is, right now, it's important to consider that during this time, there are many trends out there that are supporting that podcast consumption is down across the board. Now, we personally theorize that this is because everyone's routines are really uprooted and many of the places that people were listening to podcasts before just aren't happening for them. For example, commutes to and from work. Lots of people are working at home or maybe they're not going and working out where they used to. So really, you shouldn't be starting a podcast, especially right now, with the intention of becoming famous. No, the odds are stacked against you for those. So you really want to make sure that you go into things with a clear idea that growing an audience will be hard. So no matter what the reason is, the bottom line is that you should be aware that drawing listeners to your podcast is extra hard right now. It's important that you consider this and know that you may only have a few friends listening, but do it for yourself and do it for those few friends. That's not to say you shouldn't be creating a podcast. It just means that if you are going to start a podcast, really make sure you're doing this truly for yourself and maybe those few friends. As two proud hobby podcasters, we are big advocates of making podcasts for your own personal desires. Do it for yourself. And the last big consideration that we want to mention right now is whether or not you even want to make the podcast public. This is not something we mentioned in the past because generally people who create a hobby podcast are wanting to share it with others. But things are different right now. Some people are doing projects just to keep themselves busy while they're at home. And this just isn't even with podcasting. For example, I have been doing some things around the house that I just didn't think I'd be doing right now, like cord management on entertainment centers. <laughs> oh, I saw the video. That was an uphill battle in itself. Oh, my gosh. That was a mess. You know, one example that I actually heard recently was somebody who decided that they wanted to write a book right now. They're at home and they thought they were going to write a book because it's always been a desire of theirs. They're not going to publish it. They're not going to become an author. They have no desire. They've made it very clear. They're just doing it to entertain themselves. And as a bit of a thought exercise right now, podcasting could very well be the same thing for you. It might be something that you're looking just to keep yourself busy. And that's totally okay if that's the case. Essentially, you might just want to keep that to yourself or keep that to a select group of people. 
that's totally fine. And if it gets you through, it gets you through. It's okay if you don't want to make that public, but we encourage you to let others listen if you really want to, but it's okay if you don't want to. Now let's talk a little bit about some ways that you can make podcasting easier because there are some things that we want to talk about right now that you might want to try to make the whole process easier if you are just doing this as really an exercise to keep yourself busy during the current conditions. And let's start with an area that I know FP loves to talk about. It's gear. We have made it no secret that we think that with podcasting, you should invest in a half-decent microphone to make your podcast sound decent. You shouldn't spend much money as you're just starting out. Who knows how long you're actually going to be podcasting, but there are still a few good options. For example, the Samsung Q2U, and it is a wonderful microphone, wonderfully priced, and definitely think you should get one if you are starting a podcast for the long term. However, right now, you might not have the ability to go get a microphone. Stores are closed. Usually fast shipping vendors like Amazon may be weeks behind. Maybe some other vendors like Sweetwater. I ordered something from that last week. And as soon as I ordered something from them, they sent me an email saying, we're closed. You'll have to get your gear later. It may just not be feasible to get yourself a half decent microphone right now. So what are you going to do? But additionally, right now, the quality expectations are not very high for internet content by the general public. As big personalities are doing programs at home, sometimes on their phone, the bar seems to have been lowered for what is being produced on the internet right now during this COVID-19 crisis. There are many broadcast shows like late night shows and daytime talk shows and even news broadcasts that have turned to at-home productions that in all truthfulness pale in comparison to the standard that has been largely established by podcasters and YouTubers everywhere, this program being no exception. Many of those shows are using bad lighting, bad audio, and bad production just to get a product out. So if you're starting a podcast just to get you through for a while, right now you have a chance to work with what you have. And while it may not be up to the usual podcast expectations, you may find that it is deemed somewhat acceptable by other audiences. Uh, during today's time, of course, during tomorrow's time, who knows? But that's not just to say that you should accept poor quality. No, not at all. We're not saying that. You should still work to make what you have sound as good as you can. But it might not take too much. For example, Stephen. Instead of recording your podcast using your phone in the middle of your coffee table, try to use something that has a dedicated microphone that you can bring closer to your face such as earbuds or a headset. Yes, we've made it no secret that we're not the biggest fan of podcasting with a chat headset or with earbuds. But the thing is, with the current conditions, with what you've got, if you're trying to make what you have work, the odds are this is going to sound better than a phone in the middle of a table because you're bringing the microphone closer to you. But another thing, because you're new to this, don't wander. When you're recording, don't go wander, refill your coffee, crack a beer, all these other things. No, stay still so that you're not getting all of that rustling and that noise by walking around. And instead of recording in a large room where there's lots of echo and we hear the echo more than we hear yourself, try to do something a little bit smaller with a little bit of more padding to kill the noise. Maybe your bedroom. Bedrooms often have a big cushion in the middle of it that can work really good for absorbing sound. 
and still try to record when there are other distractions not around. For example, maybe once the kids go to bed or when you know that that neighbor that's right next to you in the apartment next to you that is also self-isolating, they're not going to be blaring their radio in the middle of the day. Again, maybe at a time that you know that's not going to happen. And if you do have to use your phone, because let's be honest, not everybody has a pair of headphones or a headset, try to place it as close to you as possible in a stationary position. One of the best tips that we have for this is use like a stack of books. Stack of books, maybe a box. Get creative to bring that phone close to you so that it's not across the room picking up all of that room noise and that echo. Work with what you've got. To be clear, we're not saying you should have bad audio. We're just saying that right now you may have an opportunity to cut corners if you're just starting out and are just looking to do a bit of a project while you're self-isolated. We're still big advocates of good audio, and if you can find a shipment that will arrive on time and you can afford it, definitely get a Samsung Q2U, an Audio-Technica AT2005, or that ATR2100X that we talked about before. And long story short, Stephen, we were talking about it before the podcast. I have now created Stargate Pioneer Productions Studio B in the house. You have. You have indeed. And uh, it doesn't have any of those three microphones, but that's for another time. <laughs> another way that we think you can make things easier for yourself right now, if you're looking to start a podcast while you're at home, is to focus on the key areas when dealing with the technical aspects of your podcast. If you're not familiar with this, there's a whole bunch of technical aspects involved with creating a podcast, all to do with how you get it on the internet, some things to do with files, a variety of other technical aspects. But we think that you should just focus on the key areas. There's a thing called ID3 tags. Essentially, it's, in, it's information that is stored in the actual file itself. And there's a whole bunch of different areas that you're supposed to fill out for these ID3 tags. Essentially, again, the description and other information that's attached to that, that file. But if you're looking just to start a podcast right now, just focus on the key areas. A lot of media hosts that are hosting podcasts have the ability to fill out just a few of those forms, those fields, by using the tool on their site. So it'll just go and automatically encode that, embed that into the file. Just do that. Don't worry about all those extra fields that will maybe help you in other avenues that you might want to pay attention to if you were doing this long term. And also, instead of spending countless hours creating comprehensive show notes that are on the internet for people to delve into and look at all the different aspects of your episode, just stick with a very straightforward post short summary of what you're talking about in that episode. Don't worry about all of the areas that you might benefit if you were going to have your podcast around long term. There's really no point in spending a bunch of time on the show notes that would elsewise give you good long term benefit from search engine optimization perspectives. Just focus on getting it out there with a short summary that someone who reads it understands what you're talking about in that episode. And this last one is one that you're probably going to have to skip back 10 seconds to make sure you heard us say it right. You may not need to spend much money, if any, 
on media hosting. Okay, so before we continue, we want to refer back to a few minutes ago where we were suggesting you consider if you want to keep podcasting after everything starts to return to normal. If you are 100% sure that you do not want to, then this section applies to you. If you're sure that you don't want to keep podcasting long term, then just choose a media host that works for you functionally and saves you money. There are many options available, and we won't name them all. However, we will still recommend that you not choose SoundCloud. We think that if you're looking to podcast for free, there are better alternatives you can ask us offline. But if there is even a slight chance that you may want to keep podcasting afterwards, then we think you should follow our traditional media host consideration process. Of course, as always, we recommend you consider the terms of service for anything you sign up for. You should be aware of whether or not you own the rights to your own intellectual property or if somebody else can make money off of it as well. And before we go on, Stephen, I got to say, you mentioned that my Studio B did not have any one of those three microphones that we talked about before. Yeah. Studio C does. Oh, and I, yes, I do have a Studio C, which you haven't seen yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to our final category. Just some other general tips that we've got for starting a podcast during this time. And the first section that we want to mention is we encourage you to share your podcast with others. Even if you're just in a testing phase, communication with others is such an important part of life right now for, for our, our mental positivity and all everything. So People are isolated, and it's amazing how far just a simple phone call can go. If you're sharing your podcast, though, with somebody like a friend or a family member, you can open up a nice back and forth communication and conversation that might help you maintain uh, that, that mental positivity. They can give you feedback and maybe do some revisions that they can then reflect on as well. And just keep that open conversation going. It can be huge for everybody. It could be uh, just a fun project slash mental break for them as well because you're giving them something else to focus on. So really, even if you're planning just to, you know, not really go anywhere with this and you're just going through things, we encourage you to share it with somebody else that you trust because it might be the relief that they need right now as well. Also, Maybe you are looking to start this podcast and keep it going long term. Keep in mind that because people have more time, they may be more willing to actually listen to your podcast and provide you feedback right now when they wouldn't usually have time to do so. So it's a really good opportunity for you to not only uh, make them have something to do, but also get in there right now when they're willing to give you feedback. Yeah. And we talk about having podcasting mentors all the time. There's a lot of places that you can go to in order to get that feedback to, before you start releasing your show online. And there's a lot of podcasters out there that have a little bit of extra time on their hands right now. Maybe they can give you some feedback. Maybe you can ask them for that feedback. And on that note, do not drag your heels on getting started right now. If you're looking to do this for yourself for a break, Get yourself going now. Don't wait for three weeks from now. Get going now. That's not to say you have to launch right away, but at least get working on the projects. Even if it doesn't materialize to a published product, going through the development process can be a great release for yourself. 
This is getting your mind to focus on something new to you, and this can be the distraction that you might need in self-isolation. And lastly, most importantly, make sure you're going to have some fun. We all need to have some fun in our lives, especially right now. Make sure that you're having fun when you podcast. If you start working on a podcast and you find you're not having any fun, scrap it. That's fine. At least you tried something new. You need to make having fun your top priority for starting a hobby podcast, especially right now. In summary, we think that podcasting can be a great tool for people to release a little bit of the stress that they've got right now and keep themselves occupied while trying something new. But they also need to be aware that there are many steps involved with the podcast process. It's not just a matter of push and go. It's not that simple. However, we also think that it's important that people realize that this is really a project that you're doing for yourself. It's important that you decide whether you're wanting to grow your podcast long-term once you've launched it, or if you want to abandon it once things start to go back to normal. If you are wanting to continue on, we would encourage you not to cut corners. Instead, use the time now to just prep that podcast. Try out some different concepts. Try out different artwork. Use the time now to really just make that launch better and launch with a usual timeline in mind. And don't rush to get the show going now and, and realize that you have regrets later because you rushed it early on. We have no reason to not assume that podcast expectations are going to go back to normal when the world starts to return back to normal. People are going to go back to their usual routines, hopefully, and people may start to have those same expectations they had before as all of those big broadcast shows start to resume full quality productions. We're assuming this is the way it's going to go. We don't know for sure, but we think that there's probably good reason to think that things will go back to how they were as far as podcast anticipations go, which is really why if you are thinking of going long-term, we'd recommend that you sort of follow our usual recommendations and thought processes and best practices that we've talked about in the previous 221 episodes of Better Podcasting and a lot of the other stuff, of course, that people have talked about outside of this podcast. We know that many podcasters that are listening to the show right now already have a podcast. And as such, well, a lot of what we talked about today may not apply to you directly. But as two hobby podcasters that often find podcasting as a personal motivator for ourselves in our lives, we really wanted to do today's episode with the hope that it helps somebody somewhere during this trying time right now. Hopefully this is going to help someone use podcasting as a bit of a way to get them through this challenging situation that we're currently faced with. And perhaps you know of somebody who's kicked around the idea that you could pass this episode along to and give them that shot in the arm that they need to get things going and, and use it as an avenue to get them through things. So we just wanted to dedicate this episode to that. We're aware that this episode will have some merits long-term, but overall will be one of those ones that in the long-term isn't reflected on long-term long with our podcast that we don't refer back to two years from now. But we wanted to do it right now because we think that it might help some other hobby podcasters. This is the Better Podcasting Download. SP, can I share a secret with you? Oh, uh, share a secret with me and our 
couple of listeners that we have. Yeah. I'm really excited for today's Better Podcasting download because it's all about the Roadcaster Pro. I can't believe you're excited about that. You're usually not as excited about news with the Roadcaster Pro. Pray tell, why are you so excited about this? Because today we got news that Better Podcasting exclusive. No, it's not true. It's not a Better Podcasting exclusive <laughs> at all. We've never had a Better Podcasting exclusive. Maybe somewhere, but anyways, no, it's not a Better Podcasting exclusive. But we got news from Road that they were releasing uh, version 2.1 public beta of the firmware for the Roadcaster Pro. And the reason I'm super excited about this is because we early on had many, many issues with the Roadcaster Pro. And as we've talked about over the years since this has been out, they've done a lot of things to help alleviate some of those issues and really made it a more appealing unit that we have now found that there are many people that we could recommend this to. But there still were some things that were real showstoppers for people. One of the things that we found was the processing that was involved with the Roadcaster Pro was a little bit restrictive. And in the current beta, they have actually uh, provided the ability to control the individual processing parameters on the Roadcaster Pro. As well, they're offering enhanced metering, something else we had troubles with. And they're offering a new reverb effect and also sound pad overdubbing and MP3 export. As well, there are a couple other random things in there, like there is, uh, I think this might have been the last update, but it's mentioned that there is now a preset for the Electro Voice RE20 microphone. Hmm. Now, the reason I'm super excited about this is because these are all the things that we have, not all of them, but all of these things. Well, most of these things are things that we have seen a lot of people talk about within the podcasting space. And it's another example on how Rode, I'll say it, has been far superior to many other vendors with creating firmware to help fill some of these needs that have been asked by the community. If we look at some of the other companies that are doing these sort of digital mixers that are affordable for consumers, you're not seeing the same updates that we've been seeing with Rode. And I think they do deserve credit on that. And I've said that for a while, that because they are coming in and adding features and really embracing the fact that there is essentially, it's being run by a computer and they can do these things. I think it's great, especially because they are things that people are asking for. There's obviously a couple other challenges that some people have had, like preamps and things like that. If it's a hardware issue, that's too bad. But they're doing everything that they can to really enhance the software. And that's really why I'm excited. Because again, I, I think that early on, I, I said it, I thought they released it too quick. But I think that this is really, really becoming more well-rounded for a lot of podcasters. And this has me really excited, especially from the fact that they are doing this through a public beta. Because they've done betas before. I, I know that they've they've done betas before. Uh, that's how you do software. You do beta. But it's not been public. And the problem has been, when you've looked at the releases, the Roadcaster Pro has been generally very quick to release the original uh, patch and very quickly after release a supplementary patch because all of a sudden it got out to the masses and there was problems that they found. And that's pretty usual when, when things come out of 
uh, beta to the public. When you open it to a public beta, now you have a lot more people being willing to test it, be the guinea pigs. And so once it rolls into proper production um, release, these, these issues might not be there. So I think the fact that they have also opened it up to a public beta, again, shows their willingness to adapt and change right now. So while in the past, you know, early on, I, I thought that the Roadcaster Pro definitely was overrated. I, I've said that before. When it was first released, I think that it got way too much praise. I think that they've done a really good job here of continuing to enhance it and make it a more appealing product if the hardware limits match your needs. And there's no signs of them pumping the brakes. That was always a concern. Were they going to just add the multi-track and then call it at that and we never see an update again. No, that's not what it is. They continue to release these. And so it, it continues to get my support because they continue to support it. So that's why I'm excited, SP. I'm really excited about this. And I think that um, more and more people are finding the Roadcaster Pro as a well-rounded product for themselves. Again, if the hardware limitations do match their needs. A couple of things. You mentioned that they have been supporting it since they released it. They never mentioned that they were going to do evolutionary updates to the firmware, to the software. They they never did. So when it first came out, you thought that's what it was going to be, and there wasn't going to be any revolutionary changes to it. They've actually managed to do some revolutionary things, so that's great. I wish they would have explained that from the beginning, but regardless, it is what it is. Now, some of the hardware limitations are in the preamps because you can't change the preamps. You can change the processing, but you can't change the preamps. And also, you cannot change what kind of USB connection that the Roadcaster Pro has. And if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, but I think it is USB 2.0. It is not USB 3.0. So there are some limitations in the hardware of what it is capable of doing based on those two things. However, as Steven said, if this fits what you need in terms of hardware limitations, you got four XLR inputs, you've got the one cell phone input as well as the incoming audio. So if that's enough to do whatever it is that you want to do with the Roadcaster Pro and you don't need to have it on battery power, then this is a decent machine. If you take into account everything that goes into it, the processing and the mix minuses and the recording and everything, it's pretty comparable to what you can get if you piecemeal everything out. However, if you're wanting to do some advanced things with it and the hardware is not supporting what you want to do, then look elsewhere or perhaps maybe the gear doesn't exist to do what you want it to do yet. And We'll see what happens this fall. We'll see what happens next year. I think we might be in a next year cycle now with the world the way it is right now. So mm -hmm. Roadcaster Pro might have a year more under its belt as being the most talked about podcasting hardware since podcasting started. And just bouncing back to the hardware limitations, like I want to say right now, I'm not using the Roadcaster Pro because the way that I want to have my studio set up is I want the ability that if I do have somebody, um, if I want to have people recorded separately on my end through concurrent sessions, whether it's Discord or Skype or something else, I want to be able to do that. So on my end, I can record a track individually for every person. 
This is really helpful in situations where, like, for example, we had somebody come on to do a bit of an interview on Better Podcasting. We wanted to make sure if something went wrong on their end, I had a isolated track on my end. And without getting creative, it's just not really that feasible on the Rodecaster Pro. So for me, the hardware limitations don't meet my needs. Now, if I was to all of a sudden go, okay, I'm going to just accept the fact that I'm just going to do a group Skype call every single time and have one track only, then maybe it would fit my needs. It might fit my needs in that case. But at the moment, the hardware limitations are something that it doesn't meet my needs. So I just wanted to put that out there as a real world example of someone who has been impressed with the Roadcaster Pro updates. And a lot of the, the cons that I used to have are now solved but it still doesn't fit my needs. All right. I'm sure it fits on the needs of a lot of the people that listen to us. I'm sure it's more expensive than a lot of people that listen to this show are willing to spend on equipment as well. So Very good there point. are all there. There's a whole range of people and opinions about the Roadcaster pro. So there you go. If you've got thoughts about this, get in touch with us through any of the ways we would love to hear what you have to say about this and whether or not you're excited about these changes. But let's go ahead and move on to the Better Pod back. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Pod back. This week on Twitter, we asked, due to worldly events, there are many people starting a podcast right now. What is the top pieces or piece of advice that you have specifically for these podcasters. And we got quite a few different responses. SP, start us off. When Kelly Charles responded with, be truthful. Evil Zombie came back and said, consistency is super important. Let's talk about those two. When Kelly Charles says, be truthful. Your integrity is one thing that you have when you start podcasting. And then if you throw that away, if you're not truthful to yourself, if you're not truthful to your audience, you're never going to get that back. I mean, you might get some of it back, but eventually there's just going to be some people that always refer back to the lies that you told at the beginning or the half truths or whatever. So, yep. And consistency is most important. Evil zombie. Yeah, that is true because people put you in their routine and just like a TV show. They want to make sure when Monday rolls around that they have certain shows that they can listen to. When Thursday rolls around, they have certain shows that can listen to that sort of thing. There are people that are going to listen to you way after the fact, though. But consistency still is important because when people put you in the rotation, then you're going to be able to build that followership of people that do listen consistently each week. We also had Christian M say, get better over time. You don't have to be perfect on episode one. I thought you did. You had to be absolutely perfect. Episode one. What is this magic that he's talking about? I've never been perfect in my life. Uh, never at anything. Uh, we also yeah. had Snag Podcast say, in the beginning, it feels like a lot of hurdles to jump. Take one at a time and just push forward. You'll get to that first recording before you know it. Oh my gosh, that is so true. I remember when I was doing my first true production episode of Voices of Defiance and it was so, I was so frustrated because I'm like, what do I do now? Oh my gosh, how do I get this online? How do I get this in at that time? iTunes, how do I get this in iTunes? And I thought you just uploaded it in iTunes. I didn't know what a media host was back at that 
point in time. So yeah, there's a lot of little steps to go through along the way. We've gone over them in a lot of the past episodes of Better Podcasting. But if you are having issues knowing what steps to take, come into our Discord, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Start asking some questions. Not only us, but a lot of our listeners are really experienced podcasters, and they will help you through it. We also had uh, Geekville Radio say, one, you will suck at first, but you will get better. Everybody starts somewhere. Two, there's no money in it. At least not at first. Three, make a bullet point outline for each episode. This saves listener time. Four, most importantly, listen to your audience feedback. That was for Geekville Radio. Now, Seth and Geekville Radio, if you have not listened to him before, has one of the most butter smooth hobby podcasting voices that I've ever heard. And I believe he uses an AT2005. Nice. We also had Steph Fuccio say, research first to see if anyone is doing your idea first. Doing this can help a new podcaster shape their idea by hearing others' ways of talking about a topic. So thank you, everybody who replied. Uh, really good feedback all around. Earlier in the episode, SP, you mentioned that there was some chatter happening about DAWs, and this all came from this Discord feedback. Papa Liche said, Hi all, question for the group. Which DAW software is recommended for podcasting editing? And now it's weird. Everybody responded saying, I don't use a DAW. I pay SP his $30,000 an episode consulting fee to edit my show. It's not $30,000, but it would definitely be a lot. It's just, I, I take all my time with my products and I want to make sure they sound good. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than you might think about it. Basically, if you're looking to hire me to edit your show or to produce your show, which I actually don't do on a regular basis, but if you are looking for me, it's going to cost a few hundred dollars per episode. Anyway, Yakko Doctor replied with whatever one you're most comfortable with. I started with Audacity, but now use Audition. Let's talk about that for a second. There's a lot of other responses as well, but there was this big divide when I first started podcasting in the early 2000s between Audacity and DAWs like Audition and Audacity and Audition came up quite a bit between the two. It comes down to the way they both work. Now, Audition works as you're able to make the edits and then it processes it as you're playing and then as you render with Audacity, you have to add those effects in as you go. So you have to put the effects in per track unless you actually write some code to do multiple tracks. And there's ways to do that. But there's just two different ways to do it. Does it mean that one is better than the other? There are legitimately some people that use Audacity that think it's better than anything else. There's legitimately other people that use DAWs like Movie Studio, like Audacity, that are saying that that is better because of the way it runs. And honestly, I'm more of the audition movie studio path right now. Audacity has its pluses and minuses, but for one thing, it's free. So if you're starting up and you don't have a lot of money, use something like Audacity or, or Reaper. And a Reaper is like audition. And it just depends on what you are most comfortable with. Now, I will say that if you are looking around, go through some walkthroughs on YouTube, look at how you want to edit in your mind and see what makes most sense to you. And then just start there 
you might end up changing in a few months or a year or something like that, but that's just a good way to start. Anyway, that was Yakko Doctor. Steven, why don't you take us through the next response? The intellectual said, I use Audition. Carlos said, I use Audacity, but I think there's better and easier to learn options. Uh, SP said, how many tracks are you editing? That was an interesting question, which we didn't get a response from, but I think that that's a worthwhile question, kind of considering a little bit about what SP just talked about. We had Damien say, I use Hindenburg. I know many people who swear by Reaper. I personally recommend staying far, far away from Audacity. Randy Walker said, our editors on Daily Detroit use Hindenburg. And Steph Fuccio said, I use Audacity for Geopat's podcast because I used to use it in the language learning classroom, so it was familiar. Kind of wish I had started on Reaper because know quite a few people who swear by it. But now I'm feeling lazy, so probably <laughs> won't. I like that. Most podcasters are lazy, actually. So yeah, start with what you got and what you know. Al Yaron said, one more vote for Audition if you have the funds for the subscription. Now, Audition is a subscription service. Now, back in the day, it used to be a couple hundred dollars, but now it's subscription by month and it is expensive. But there are other DAWs like Audition that you can get that aren't subscription. Reaper is one, for example. Stephen John Drew, I don't know who that joker is. We'll have to talk about that later. He said, I prefer Audition over Audacity, but use Magic's Vegas Movie Studio, which is a video program, but does well with audio too. And finally, Newsreel said, I'm going to give Pro Tools a go. I'm about to transition from Mac OS to a PC, so I'll have to park my trusty garage band. Actually, Pro Tools was the first DAW that I saw in use. And I think it was Pro Tools 11, I want to say. And things have changed a lot since then. And let's wrap it up with a piece of feedback that came in today in the Discord that relates to the earlier conversation that we had in this show. And it was from Jonathan Bloom. He said, quote, how in the heck do I have better audio and video than the CBS Live with Kelly? So much reverb and tinniness. And the sound just felt so dull. No life to it, end quote. There's been a lot of podcasters right now talking about this. I'll admit, I've had some offline conversations. Uh, I don't know. It was at least a week and a half ago that I first started to rant about this. Uh, but the thing is, again, thinking about the merit of what we talked about earlier, right now people are doing what they can to get things going. Do I think that a high-profile network production should have better than an iPhone audio Absolutely, I do. I think that if you are a network program and you were not prepared to shove some equipment to your host and, and, and get them hooked up with it and, and you give them a crash course or whatever, keeping in mind that many of these folks are very technically savvy, I, I think that there's a problem there. I'll give you an example right now. Uh, I watch The Walking Dead television show still. And I know there, there's an after talk show called The Talking Dead. And because of everything, they had to stop doing The Talking Dead. Talking Dead is where they uh, talk a little bit about the week's episode. Well, they did an episode about a week ago of The Talking Dead. And if you don't know this, the person that hosts The Talking Dead is a, a podcaster. He started out as a podcaster called Chris Hardwick. Well, 
they did this remote talking dead and you would never, ever, ever had any clue at all that he had any podcast experience at all because it was very, very terrible, terrible audio. So these are the examples that I go, really? Really? You can't get anywhere remotely close to the levels that have been established by YouTubers and podcasters for a long time as a big production. So obviously, I understand they're just trying to get people set up, but I don't know. I, I don't think that it's that hard to get them a uh, iRig lav mic that at least plugs into that phone. <laughs> I've heard a couple of train of thoughts. First of all, the general consensus is they're just doing it to be relatable to other people because this is how everybody's got to do it right now. And I actually will say no, that's not true because in TV shows and movies, when they do this sort of FaceTime thing or whatever, and it doesn't matter if it's a sci-fi show or a Hallmark holiday movie, they have good audio when they go back and forth in the final production. So I don't think that's it. I think more to the point is that they don't understand what needs to happen in order to obtain good audio. And they don't understand that audio is more of an issue than video. I mean, everybody wants to do 4K video over their iPhone or their Droid, which can do 4K video. That's great. Or, or their, can't, their GoPro or whatever. I, that is great. It's awesome to be able to do that because I've been watching some VHS tapes that I recorded like 30 years ago and the quality for that is just awful. But audio is more of a, an issue and they're doing what podcasters have been doing for the last 15 years. They want to start out with their gaming headsets, their laptop microphones. Then they go, oh, I want a USB microphone. They go to a USB microphone and they're like, oh, all this reverb. They either go one way or the other. I got to add sound treatment or I got to go ahead and get more of a professional setup with an audio interface or a Rodecaster Pro or something like that and, and some sort of a microphone, whether it be a dynamic cardioid microphone, maybe shotgun microphone if they want it out of the shot. And that's the thing. These people are doing video. They do video for a living and that's what they're prioritizing at home because that's what they think they can prioritize. And in my opinion, audio is still more of a deciding factor than video. But that's SP's opinion. Also, I think that uh, it's worth considering as well that they are just trying to keep out there with people, keep the faces going. Um, and so obviously they're not caring about anything else. But I don't know. The Talking Dead example really got to me. It really got to me because it's like, Chris Hardwick, this, this is your territory. Come on now. This, this is where you started. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, even you have a foot in each door, right? So you are prioritizing audio. You have some great audio, but you also prioritize video. You got this bait, great backdrop. You have the in-ear monitors versus the over-the-ear headphones like I have specifically for the visual. That's just, though, to show off my gray hair, though, SP, because the headphones would cover my gray hair. That's why I do the in-ear monitors. You do look like Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> But no, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, just, it's just kind of funny. And there is a lot of conversation happening right now. Um, but I wanted to uh, bring that up because people are noticing. And one of the things that I thought was interesting in that conversation was that someone had cited actually that, that a regular viewer, um, I, I think it was like a mom or something like that. I'm sorry, I don't have the feedback pulled in front of me. I think it was like their mom 
actually got turned off by the poor quality. And that's not somebody that is, you know, an audio snob like ourselves, right? That was somebody that is just a regular viewer. And I think you're going to have that. Uh, I think right now, comedy programs, you can't help but feel a little awkward when there is a joke, but there's no no laughter. (laughs) You're used to seeing that on The Tonight Show. But then Jimmy Fallon delivers a joke and it's just silence. I personally find silence funnier, uh, but but it is awkward in some ways as well. So, you know, I, I think it was interesting feedback and we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they will call USP to start co-hosting the Today Show. Oh, my gosh. I don't <laughs> think they could pay me enough to enter into that parade. If you have had any interesting encounters or anything podcast related that you want to talk about, get in touch with us through any of the ways. Discord's great because, you, as you can see, a lot of good conversation happening there. Betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Tweet us at BetterPod or go ahead and and just just write a letter send it on a carrier pigeon. Uh, eventually, it might show up. Probably not, but it might. Put it a message in a bottle. <laughs> on that note, for episode number 222 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, yeah, if you don't watch the video side of things, you're definitely messing that the gray's coming in strong. And I'm SP saying, Stephen, why couldn't we have recorded this episode on February 2nd, 2020? Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.